All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? That's Jake Vevra, stand-up comedian in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel, stand-up comedian in Iowa City, flyover state. Lots to talk about today, Jake. We're two days away from the election, but uh, fuck, let's not talk about that till after it happens, because anything we do at this point is just jerking off and conjecture. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still an undecided voter, man. I have no idea which way I'm going to go on this. <laughs> I mean, I, a- uh, yeah, I've been watching the last four years, man, and I like both of these guys equally. Exactly. I wish there was an option where I could give one two years and the other two years. They're both fucking great. They're equal in my book. I don't know why they don't break it up like that. Um, You know, that's the way it should be. But uh, let's just jump in with something light instead of the election. I found this hilarious. I mean, do you you remember when uh, four years ago Trump was elected, South Park said, we are no longer going to do Trump-centric episodes because yeah. he is too absurd to mock. There's no point in, in making comedy about Trump because he's comedy in and of himself. Do you remember that? Yeah. So this news article that I sent you, I I, I thought of that South Park article because it's, it's how do you write and make comedy in life when life is comedy itself? He, I'm going to read the headline and then we'll just start talking. Jerry Falwell sues Liberty University saying school damaged his reputation. I mean... Sure. Life is just too absurd to make fun of. So everyone has to know what's going on here. Jerry Falwell obviously uh, stepped down from being the head of Liberty University, the school founded by his dad, because he got caught. Uh, his, His wife was fucking a pool boy, and he was in the corner of the room jerking off. And somehow... He is suing the school because they ruined his, his his reputation. Not not him taking pictures with his pants uh, unzipped on a boat. Not him getting drunk constantly. Not him watching his wife get fucked by the pool boy. But no, no. He's suing the university because they embarrassed him by asking him to step down. They- yeah. And as, as a guy who fucks Jerry Falwell's wife in front of him while the three of us were drunk and coked up, I support Jerry Falwell in this. I'm, I'm back in Falwell. He's a good guy. That <laughs> well, school I mean, can eat a dick. That school never let me fuck its wife in front of him. Huh? Jerry Falwell Jr., I'm, I'm, I'm in his camp. Well, I mean, I want to know how far this goes before it gets tossed out. His, his lawyer's quote is, when Mr. Falwell and his family became the targets of a malicious smear campaign incited by anti-evangelical forces, Liberty University not only accepted the salacious and baseless accusations. Yeah, that's uh, right. And yeah, yeah, a, a malicious school and a not a lying pool boy, but a malicious and exaggerating pool boy. <laughs> Right. Uh, I wasn't in the room watching. Uh, I, I watched on Skype. You know, I let them have their privacy. I wasn't so. on the bed at the same time. That's gay. I was jerking off on a chair next to the bed. Come on now. Get the story straight, sir. Yes, exactly. He's, But it's funny because he's, it, it says it right in here. He's attempting to portray himself as a victim. And that's the part of the story I find so interesting because uh, starting... Well, not starting in, I, I almost put a date on it. Since forever, evangelicals and Christians, the dominant religion, Christianity, in America, have tried to paint themselves as victims. They always feel they're so put upon whenever something, I don't know, 
um, wonderful happens, like marriage equality, they suddenly say, how dare they legalize marriage equality? Now we can't discriminate against gay people. That's a threat to our faith. It's And that's the playbook he's using is, no matter what happens, it's I'm the victim. And evangelicals play that card like nobody's business. Well, I do believe Fox News was correct. They said... It is a war on Christmas, and it is a slippery slope. First they came for Santa Claus, next they come for the cucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they were correct on that. Uh, now, toward the bottom, I don't know how much of the article I Also, Santa, I, Santa Claus let me fuck Mrs. Claus. In fr I, I, anyway, I'm, I'm pro both of those things. Um, I, I can't get the picture of whether or not the Lincoln Project is named in the suit, other than he's saying that they bought into the Lincoln Project's smear campaign uh, against him. And here, here's my favorite quote of the entire article is, The Lincoln Project didn't make Mr. Falwell unbutton his pants on a super yacht and post a picture on social media, and it didn't make Mr. Falwell stand with Donald Trump, though now it makes sense they are kindred spirits. I mean, that's that's uh, hilarious. Like, he's the one that got drunk on the uh, super yacht, this this multi-million dollar yacht, uh, probably a hundred million dollar yacht. And, and, you know, was getting drunk with the, this woman and unzipping his pants and, oh, it's all in good fun. I'm going to post it on social media. And when he gets busted for it, it's someone else's fault. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, I, I would normally not give a guy shit for what whatever the fuck he's into. I mean, admittedly the cuck shit is funny. That's why it's become a slur. Like it's 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 a it's a funny thing. That being said, if if that's what you're into, that's you, you know, however the fuck you swing, that's cool. Exactly. That being said, there's there's the there's the hypocritic yeah, uh, the the hypocritical angle to where it's like, yeah, you're but you're you're preaching the whole oh family values and this and that, and it, it, it gets it gets weird when when there's that, and then also if if you're the people selling it, like if you're selling that nonsense, because I honestly think that most people at the top of these mega churches, whatever. I don't think they're really that fucking religious. And, and I, I, no. I know we talked about this when this first came out. I really think they're sort of like, I'm the CEO of the company that sells God to dumb people that fucking think he's real. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really think that it's like that at the top of a lot of these chains. And I think it's one of those things to where it's like, dude, this guy is becoming a problem you have to fucking act broke on the outside. It's sort of like, um, and it's going to be a strange comparison, Augustus Caesar, right? Okay. Uh, after, now, he was Octavian, nephew of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, if you remember, did not die of natural causes, was stabbed to death by the senators on the Senate floor because they thought he was trying to become a king. Even so what uh, Brutus, even Brute stabbed him. E yeah, yeah. E e yeah, Brute etude him. He etude yep. the fuck et off. Brute? Yeah. He hashtag etude him. And he <laughs> with a fucking knife. <laughs> hashtag too, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a fucking, yeah. Yeah, no emojis for that. Just a goddamn fucking god blade in your ribs, right? That's what he done. That's what all the senators done. Why? Because they thought he was being a king. So what did Augustus do? His entire fucking long reign. I think he was emperor for something crazy like 40 years. He, the entire time, 
dressed in like fucking shit from Kmart. Uh, he lived in a small house. He was like, I'm not the emperor. I, no, no, no. I'm just a fucking, I'm just a, I, I don't know. I'm the prime minister. And the, um, and the chief of the, of the Supreme Court. And the, and the guy that runs the fucking garbage company. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and he just put himself at the head of all that. He tried to remain not being seen as an emperor. Because he was like, oh, no, no, no. I saw what the fuck happened to my uncle. I'm going to be the emperor. But I'm going to dress as not the emperor. Right? Like, you have to give that. And, and so that's what... It, 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 these people in the, in the church thing... Now I'm on these guys' side, by the way. They're, they're like, listen... We all get coked out and let pool boys fuck our wives, all right? We just don't do it publicly, all right? We dress, we dress all Jesus-y, and then we get coked out underground. You, you know what I mean? Like we un, don't post it on the, Instagram like you did. Right, right. We do it. We go to a room under the Pentagon where they take everyone's cell phone. We we, we, we we have sex next to a pentagram. We take our skin masks off. We're lizard people. Ah, like, we're, we're crazy. We're crazy Satanists who, who eat babies and do all of that. But what? We don't post it on Instagram. I, I agree absolutely 100% with everything that you said. At, at that level, it is a corporation. And I wasn't even thinking of it at that level until you said it. The only reason I find it funny or interesting is, as you started with, is the hypocrisy of it. If I found out today that my neighbor was a cuckold and into doing that, I would shrug. It would literally be, oh, well, I'm not into that, but good for him. Whatever he does under his roof is fine. Because, and here's the thing, my neighbor is not out front of his house every day holding signs and screaming at people and saying... I'm the holiest of the holy. You all need to repent. Yeah, yeah, and 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 what you guys do sexually is wrong, and this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's a, it's a hypocrisy angle, and yeah, I'm I'm pro cuck. Some of my best friends are cucks. Okay, uh, have any of my non cuck friends let me fuck their wives? No, because cucks are better people. I like cucks better. They're fun. <laughs> you know what you did make me think of, and this is this is a weird aside. Um, it, it's just popped into my head when you're talking about uh, Augustus living like a pauper, dressing like a pauper instead of a prince, uh, king, or emperor. It's made me think of many drug cartel lords, overlords. And sometimes when they get taken down, you see the houses they lived in, and they are not the palatial mansions that you would expect. And they have occasionally like a bedroom just stacked with cash because they just have all the cash in the world. Yeah. But sometimes they do live in supposed mansions, but they are in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. And so they're not really mansions. They're just sort of like they're isolated and they have all the money in the world, but you know, they're, they're not out nightclub and they are, they're, they just, you know, they're, they're isolated. Yeah. They live in the middle of nowhere because it's the only place they are safe is just, Nowhere. They've got all the power, but what can they do with it? They can order people killed, but they can't live their life. And that's just a few of them. I mean, there are others that are that are out every night doing whatever they want, but... You you know, you, you convinced me to feel bad for Mexican drug cartel guys. <laughs> I never, you know, maybe, maybe it's the hangover, and, and I just get more emotional when I'm hungover, but Jesus Christ, who cries for El Chapo? No one but me. 
Well, it's nice to know you have empathy for El Chapo. No one knows what it's like to hit a cartel. Yeah. So I didn't send you this article because it's only come up. Uh, it's been simmering for the past uh, week. I don't know if you came across anything on it. Um, have you heard anything going on with Joe Rogan and Spotify? I, you know, I've I've heard that like people that work at Spotify are in a, in a little bit of a tizzy. Yes, that is but where I'm going with this. I've, you know, like he said on the show that I, you know, they have not fucking told him not to have anyone on, and that was part of the fucking deal. And the thing is, is he hasn't had anyone on. I, I, I mean. Minus Kanye West, he's a little bit of a nutball, but like... Well, he, he just had everyone's uh, Alex Jones on. It was that, a good episode, by the way. Um, I haven't heard I, it yet. It was good. It was good. Honestly, it wasn't as good as the other one because Joe Rogan went harder at him. And really? See, that's is, what I didn't like about the last one is he just let him ramble. And that's where you and I, Jake, have a difference. That's you where say, I loved keep, it. That's what I loved it. You, know, well, you say just keep letting him talk him and he'll hang himself... But if we've seen anything after four years of Trump is there are certain people that will buy into the stupid. And that's why stupid needs to be challenged. Stupid needs to be challenged to a point, right? Like if stupid crosses the realm, here's, here's, and I agree with that. And that's why he did that this time, which I, I, I mean, to a point, it's good to have both kind of episodes. It was still a good episode. But here's the thing with Alex Jones is he crosses the realm from stupid to, like, it's a whole different thing once we get into the fucking alien land. Well, that's once what I was we just get into say, the you vampire make land. Jokes, you, Jake, you make jokes about lizard people. He actively talks about them as if they are real. Right. And you know what? To be, to be fair to Alex Jones, he's right about some shit. And he's right about some shit that the mainstream media will not fucking talk about. Until it's right in their face. He was talking about Epstein for years before basically anyone else was. The, but the problem with him is he'll give you a nugget of truth and then fucking take it down a strange rabbit hole where there's a bunch of other shit. It's kind of like that movie with Mel Gibson in the 90s, I believe. I don't even remember the name of it. Do you remember this where he was a whacked-out conspiracy guy. Yeah, it was actually was so called Conspiracy Theory, Julia Roberts, yes. and it was directed by Richard Donner. Yes. The plot of the movie is he's he's he basically goes Alex Jones, where he's talking about Epstein, but he's also talking about lizard people and vampires in the Pentagon and slave colonies on Mars that the government's running, which, by the way, all things he's mentioned on Rogan. <laughs> all things he's mentioned on Rogan. Um, oh, also, the, the Pentagon has generals who communicate with aliens by smoking heard, DMT daily. Daily! Yep. Because they're in other dimensions. Now... He's, he said all of this on fucking Rogan. And so the, the, the plot of this movie is that Mel Gibson's one of these guys. You, you know, it's Epstein, but it's also Bigfoot, and it's Flat Earth, and it's all this shit. Um, 
Although Alex Jones isn't a flat earth guy. Shows you how fucking crazy flat earth is. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no. They asked him fucking point blank on one of those episodes. Do you believe in, in flat earth? And he was like, that shit is ridiculous, Joe. How dare you defile the, the, the good name of Infowars.com. Let's go back to talking uh, vampires in the White House and aliens in the Pentagon like adults. You know? <laughs> like, that's that shows you how nutty those fucking guys are. But either way. Um, in, in the movie Conspiracy Theory. He gets the CIA or these shadowy government characters to come after him and try to kill him. They're now trying to kill him because he's talking about a conspiracy theory that's true. Problem is, he's so fucking nutty and talks about so many goddamn conspiracies. He's like, they're trying to kill me for a conspiracy theory I'm right about. I have no idea which one it is. It's one of a hundred fucking things that I ramble about on my on my goddamn podcast or whatever it was in the 90s. I think it was like a well, newsletter or something. Wasn't he obsessed with Julia Roberts because he used to be... It was, it was sort of like a born identity thing. He used to be part of that CIA group. And did something awful and oh, went yeah, insane. Yeah, it, it turned out. Yeah, and then he and then he had like amnesia or something yeah, he like got that. His memory wiped yeah, or something, yeah. So. I, I I don't even remember the full movie, but that that the the premise of it though is yeah. is they're coming after him for a conspiracy that he's the only one talking about. But he talks about so many goddamn conspiracies that even he has no idea which one it is. Yeah. That's the thing with Alex Jones is is he he will talk about things that are correct. He will talk about things that no one else is talking about that are correct. Problem is, for every one of those, there's there about a thousand, thousand other fucking Hook. things that are, yeah, they're so fucking crazy. And and if I had a friend of mine who, who was believing the Sandy Hook thing, the thing that I would show him to convince him that Sandy Hook was bullshit was not the episode that just came out with Joe Rogan. Where, where where Joe Rogan's kind of pressing him on things and what are your sources and this and that. And some of them turned out to be true, by the way. He kind of fucking backed some of it up. And I'll have to listen to it because I, I, I listen to Rogan. And here, here, here. So you talk about Alex but, Jones. But, but, real quick, real quick. Before yeah, you go, go ahead. I would not show that friend that believes in the Sandy Hook stuff that episode. I would show him the episode where he let him ramble for five hours like he did with Kanye because A, it's a more fun episode for me, and B, if you get impressing back on some of the stuff about big tech, some of the stuff about the uh, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, wh whatever, if you spend the whole time pressing back on stuff like that, you don't get to the, oh, aliens are controlling our mind from the Pentagon that, that generals are talking to by smoking DMT. You, you know, you don't get to stuff like that. And that is the stuff that I would show him to be like, wait a minute, but if, what about this shit, though? Right. If this guy is, is, is your sort of arbitrator of truth, the, the one and only voice of reason, what about this alien shit? Oh, well, sometimes he talks about How do you know which one is Epstein and which one is fucking aliens? You don't at that point. I hear you. I, it's hard to argue that logic. As The only thing I can fall back on is what I already said, is the problem is there will be people that will continue down the path with him and go, okay, Epstein and Alien. There will be people that continue down the path with him more for the stuff that he talked about on Rogan this last time than the stuff that he talked about with the aliens. Now, the people that are with him for the aliens, 
they're so fucking nutty anyway. Yeah, they're they're like Trump supporters. Nothing's going to turn them. That who gives a shit? But they're such a small fucking demographic compared to what he talked about this time. And there was some nutty stuff. And there was some stuff that, honestly, what he'll do is he'll do stuff based on truth. So, so probably the nuttiest thing that he talked about this time was that um, the Democrats were not going to accept the results of the election and they were, which, which I fucking agree with, especially if there's a bunch of mail-in stuff. You, you know what I mean? And he, he pointed to the, 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 the stuff with Russia. Wait, and the, the Democrats and, or the Republicans? I don't think either side. I don't think either side. Gonna, I don't think either yeah, side. Either I don't side think either side. Something's up. But he was particularly pointing to the to the Democrats, which it's like, yeah, yeah, they really did overblow the Russia stuff. Which I'm not saying the Russia stuff was nothing. I'm just saying it wasn't the equivalent of rigging an election. You know what I mean? So right. that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, if there's if, if a third of the country does mail-in ballots and, and there's a bunch of incompetency on the post office, they will point at every fucking mail truck that didn't show up on time and claim that Trump did it and it's some sort of fucking, um, uh, oh, this is a fucking white supremacist military coup of some kind and the cops that are coming in to break up us fucking um, right. burning cities now because of it, they're part of the coup. And they're, like, that would absolutely happen, you know? But... He takes it farther to where he's like the um, Democrats in office have been planning that, and they are going to call in the UN to enforce uh, an election that they lost, basically to, to overturn it. And it just it just gets so fucking nutty. And then when when kind of pressed on that, he's going well because they said that with Trump in office, basically nothing's going to be fair. And it was just sort of like vague quotes that they've made to where it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it basically equated to uh, Trump's a dishonest dick who abuses his power. You, you know what I mean? Like, those yeah. were the quotes that he was basically... Where, and, and I think there's some truth to what he's saying initially. Yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be people that claim that the election was rigged either way. If there's a strong mail-in ballot count, there's going to be even more people. Um, that being said, he then takes that and extrapolates it to the the Democratic Party is going to try to get the UN to occupy the United States and take down our our our, our statehood and make it a one-world order government. See, okay. You want to talk about what uh, someone should listen to if they want to talk about discrediting Alex Jones? But, again, before we go, sorry to fucking interrupt you again. How much less crazy is that than there are aliens in the Pentagon? Than there is a slave colony on Mars where they're well, sending babies to fucking mine, I, I, whatever the fuck is on Mars? Uh, apparently Way less crazy. Now. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we uh, want Mars water, fucking for Illuminati. <laughs> it's a million dollars a bottle. Just the Illuminati and Saudi princes. Jennifer Aniston will drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a podcast. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, something Y two K, and it was a six episode uh, podcast where some uh, this guy who I really like. I can't think of his name, but he did the podcast running from cops and searching for um, Richard Simmons. He went back to. Y2K and talked about the paranoia and hysteria leading up to the year 2000, the bug, uh, the millennium, what that was going to do. And he played an Alex, he played a clip of Alex Jones on, I believe it was New Year's Eve, 
who was talking. It, it, and here's the thing is now today, Alex Jones could go back and say, oh, I was doing an Orson Welles war, uh, war of the Worlds type thing. Ha ha ha. But he was literally doing his radio broadcast saying the government thugs are busting down doors right now. This is happening, people. They are right. kicking in doors. Yeah. The, the You need to get your guns and rise up. And none of it was happening. I mean, it was just insane to listen to him completely invent this government invasion that was taking place as right. he was like hiding in his radio bunker and it never happened. And yet he was treating it as if it was real and going on and that he had all this inside information. That's the kind of shit you have to play. It's like, really, how do you explain? And like I said, the only thing you right. can say is, oh, I was doing an Orson Welles. And, and, and again, I, and maybe this is my sort of... Um... Atheist slash agnostic fucking, uh, again, my definition is an atheist who's not a fucking dick. That's what an agnostic is. Maybe this is that side of my brain. But once you start talking about supernatural beings, anything else is um, just just so much more likely by comparison to where it's like no matter how nutty that other shit is, the man's talking about fucking science fiction at this yeah. point. So, I, I mean, he's literally talking about about stuff from comic books, you, you, you know, fucking horror movies and stuff. So, but that's the stuff, I, in my mind, you really got to play. Now, people that, that, that believe in talking snakes and all this other fucking nonsense, um, may, maybe, maybe that won't sway him as much, but you start fucking talking. Like, I kind of roll my eyes when people talk about God to me, so you start talking about fucking vampires and aliens and shit. <laughs> I, I'm out the fucking door. Like that's and, and and you know that being said, yeah, it's it's it, it, that other shit's still pretty fucking nutty. He basically comes off at that point when that's not going on as the the Y2K people when you know the Earth doesn't melt because some fucking Mayan calendar maker five thousand years ago said it was gonna. Uh, or or just stop fucking chiseling. You you make me think of uh, every I don't know every four or three or five years we get someone that says, okay, I finally uh, tabulated everything in the Bible. Uh, this is the day the Earth is going to end, and then it it keeps on going, and then they uh, you know yeah. So it, I hear you because it, so kind of like Alex Jones and his Y two K government invasion. Every few years, a religious leader says August 27th is the day right. the world is going to end and the world keeps on going. And, and what's funny is, wait one second, it's, it's funny yeah. and sad because since the dawn of Christianity, you have people that are born, grow up, grow old, and die. And the entire time they do that, they say, the rapture's coming. It's going to be here any day now. The rapture's... And it's it's just... It's not coming because it's not real. And yet that's what they dedicate right. their entire lives. And that's the damage. I, that's what I fear of Alex Jones is there will be people like... I know it's a small amount, but who will be so vocal and angry about their position. And yet it's so wrong-minded. It, it is, but here's, here's another sort of... Um... Uh, another sort of argument about pushing back too too hard against the guy and, sure. and really railing against him. And, and I guess this is a two-part thing. Part one is the people that really believe in a lot of his really crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, whether it be Sandy Hook, whether it be vampires or aliens or Mars or whatever. Um, if you really go out of your way to censor this guy hard, 
with the deplatforming and stuff. These are people that believe that the entire government is, I mean, literally just a a fake thing that is made to whatever prop up the lizard people, I you know, new world order, whatever. Yeah, it's just control. The pedophile so, satanic cult. Right. Obviously, if it's being run, if me and my me if my my kid fucking station work. Satan worshiping buddies, if we're running the show and this fucking guy's talking about us, we really got to go hard against him. So it kind of fucking like, yeah, you would do that. In fact, really, if I was a Satanist pedophile who was running the government and there was one guy talking about about me, he'd be fucking dead. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm out here fucking and sacrificing kids. I don't care about killing a fat man who lives in Texas. I fucking, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That's not right. outside. Morally, I can handle that at this point. I can pull my dick and my knife out of a fucking kid and have the fucking fat Texas man whacked. I can do that. If this was going on, they would have had him fucking killed, right? But if you censor him too hard, this, this then becomes more proof to, oh, you see? See, it really is being run by, by right. pedophile aliens who um, are, are half Bigfoot or wh whatever. You, you know, like, it, it sort of gives a little bit more evidence toward that. And then also, and this is really interesting about this last episode that, that he did on there. At the end, he really fucking opens up on, a, like, a personal level. And he's talking about how this is fucking killing him. At one point, he looks at, he's like, all of this is fucking killing me. And, and... By that, I mean just how much time he puts into it. And he wasn't doing this in a way of, this is killing me. This is killing me, Joe. This is, I mean, he was kind of breaking down a little bit and really opened up. And, and he was like, I will be dead by a heart attack by 54 if I continue this. Look oh, at the, good. look at a picture, <laughs> well, look, look at a picture of him now and look at his age. He's 46 years old, right? So he was doing that Y2K shit in his 20s? Yeah. God, yeah, he's 46 man. years old, dude. He's not that much older than us. He's pretty fucking young. He looks like he could be our fucking father. Yeah, I right? did not expect him to be that, old, that young. No, uh, that, no. That and he was talking about how he's having all these health problems. He's drinking a lot because of it. He's like, yeah, I'm reading 50 articles a day. I'm scanning through. I'm, you know, I'm scrubbing through about 500 articles a day. It's fucking, it's killing me. It's the honestly, and, and he was like, yeah, I want to just like go hunt and fish and do all this other stuff. And so Joe Rogan just kind of starts asking him why, well, why don't you just do that now? Why don't you just hang it up and retire? Like you've done this for a long time. And he was like, honestly, if I do that, then the, the, the Democrats slash the deep state slash the, I don't know, new world all order, whatever enemies win, then they win. The people deplatforming him they win and well, i can't let that happen and let me so argue this yeah okay say my my i guess my problem is take away the deplatforming him giving him a platform in the first place rogan doesn't need to invite him on if you just let him like you and i have a podcast no one's coming after us because we're not the most popular thing in the world if someone were to suddenly hit us like you know we got to get the idiots on parade out of here. Then people might take notice and go, wait, why were they silenced? They were nobodies. But Alex has his platform. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. And yeah, you, you don't uh, go have him whacked because he's uncovering your, your satanic pedophile ring. You just let him talk because, but you don't need to elevate it. You don't need to like, okay, now we're going to have Alex Jones on Rogan and uh, Colbert and you don't need to promote him. That's 
that's what bothers me is the idea is like that's what adds legitimacy is when you put him on and allow him to talk let him do his talking but he can do it in his own corner of the world yeah but if if you if you do it in his okay here's here's the thing so if if he does it in his own corner of the world um the way he's sort of presenting the the alien stuff is as a a quick news update and it's it's pretty convoluted honestly if you go to infowars and watch it he doesn't dive deep into that stuff and often and he just sort of it's it's convoluted a lot of the, the wackier stuff to even know what he's talking about right and it just comes across for the most part as a guy giving you a news update right it, when you have to explain the the alien stuff quickly in a few sentences, when we have to kind of sum that up as part of an interview someplace else, that's when it really fucking sounds nutty. Hmm. And and it, you you now have to um, give the cliff notes of the big alien story that you've been telling people over the last decade or so. You now have to fucking explain that real quick. On Rogan's podcast, most of the people there who are there for, you, you know, they came there as UFC fans or comedy fans or whatever, you, you know. Right, right. Um, right. We, we, ain't we don't necessarily believe that there's a fucking slave colony on Mars, so when you explain it to us quickly, it sounds a little fucking nutty when you just get the cliff notes. That, that's that. why I think that's important. All right. Well, let's bring it back to Rogan and the Spotify people that are angry with him. I, I read the same thing you did. Like, Rogan... He makes fun of himself. He says, look, I'm a dumb guy. Never listen to me. But he's very shrewd. He know, he would not sign a contract that said, okay, you're coming to Spotify. We get to dictate what you talk about. So, Right. That, I he, think him and his lawyers went over with a fine comb. Yeah. Because it's not, like, it's not like he was a nobody who Spotify just kind of propped up and gave this deal. Hey, now you're making it. You, right. you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. He was already going to live very comfortably off of his podcast and that on it company and, and all of that. So it's just sort of, it was one of those things to where it's like, yeah, I'll bring my thing here for a, a fuck ton of money and B more importantly, Freedom. it's going to be my thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not going to be the Spotify show hosted by Joe Rogan. It's going to be Joe Rogan is now on Spotify. The exact fucking thing that I want to do. Now, did you hear there's another, so, that was the big one they're talking about, is having uh, Alex on again. Did you happen to hear the Abigail Schreier podcast? Because that's getting talked about, too. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll try to give the... See, the thing with Rogan is he does, like, fucking three-hour episodes. He's got, like, four of them a week. Even right. in quarantine, I don't have time to listen to all of that. I skip... I, what I try... And this this is... I, I, I try and listen to the first 10, 15 minutes of a podcast. And if I'm just not into the guests, I turn it off. Or I get to skip... Right away, I just delete the ones that are MMA because it's not my thing. It's not a reflection sure. on Rogan. Like I don't listen to Rogan. I, I MMA is not. There's my there's thing. too much. There's just too much Rogan. You can't too listen much to all of it, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so the one with Abigail Schreier. I mean, it's is, a good thing. I love being able to fucking scan through the guests and listen to what I can listen to. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. When he's got a when he's got a journalist on that covers the drug cartels in Mexico. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite episodes. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like, there's some where I'll listen to them and I don't know the guest, and they're still fucking great. I mean, he's just yeah, a good yeah, fucking exactly. interviewer. That's why that's, I listen that's to 10, why, 15 minutes. That's why Spotify fucking chucked him $100 right. million, You know? I mean, it's a great fucking show. So he has this author on, Abigail Schreier. She wrote a book called Irreversible Damage. I listened to the episode. 
I thought it was fascinating. This woman, um, I, I don't have her credentials in front of me. I'm pretty sure she's a journalist or a, she studied uh, transgender teens and came up with some very interesting conclusions. And so naturally, uh, trans activists are calling her anti-trans because I'm not even going to get into it because I, I wouldn't do the subject justice. But now they're saying he should. Now, this is where I I'm on your side saying let anybody talk because they will hang themselves with their own rope. She talked for two, three hours. Maybe I heard a sentence or two that made me go, oh, that sounds a little off. But other than that, it seemed just dead on factual reporting. Interesting. And they're saying you need to deplatform her because she doesn't stick to the talking points that the LGBTQ community needs. And it's like, this shouldn't be about talking points. This should be about actively studying a subject and doing what's beneficial for everyone. And so I thought that was interesting is that these Spotify employees are having problems with Rogan's guests. Even when, you know, like I hear the episode and I hear nothing wrong and yet they're they're having a problem. And do you I find know that what specifically she said that that really pissed people off? I do, but I, I'll say it. But again, I'm not sure how to present it like she did. So, the popularization of being trans or pansexual or sexually fluid is one of those re- fucking pansexuals put their fluids all over my cooking ware the other day, man. They fucking <laughs> broke in like a bandit in the night. I woke up, I'm like, I can't cook eggs on this now. It's all salty and it smells like bleach. Damn you, pansexuals. Damn you. Um, so these ideas are hitting home big time with, I, I, and I don't know how to explain it like she did, but disillusioned and or emotionally troubled teenage girls. And once it enters their mind, then they start identifying with these communities, even though they're technically not a member of them. They're just looking to fit in. And the best way I can describe it is it reminds me of me in high school when I was a heavy metal kid. I was angry. I didn't fit in with the popular kids. I didn't fit in with the anyone. So I go to these Slayer concerts. It's it became my community. It's, with, it's like, basically you're saying what what she's saying is that with a lot of especially under eighteen people, it may be more or less a phase. Except as the opposed problem to is adults. yes, it, it's she's talking about how it's a phase, and they get too deep into it where. They want to start surgically and chemically altering themselves. Right. And yeah. then they get into their 20s and 30s and go, oh, my God, I've made a horrible mistake. And they have done irreparable damage. And she make, she made it very clear. She said, I support trans people. I support being uh, able to transition if, if you were born in the wrong body. I just don't think we should be allowing 12-year-olds to make this decision, especially when it's just accepted outright. The in, the way she described it is the instant a 12-year-old says, I'm trans, it's just, yay, good for you. You go, you know, you be you instead of, all yeah. right, let's talk this through. Let's get you counseling and see if it's real because, and this is my personal understanding. Yes, queen, here's fucking, pure, here's, here's puberty blockers. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah. My own personal understanding and, and belief, and I, I could be very wrong, is if a person is trans just like a person is gay, they know it right away. Like they are two years old, three years old, and you go, hey, buddy, you're my little boy. And they go, uh, that doesn't sound right. 
And what she is saying is, yes, that's correct. People know early on something's wrong with them, but the people she is talking about at 12 suddenly flip a switch and say, I, I wasn't talking about being trans yesterday, but now I am because it, it, they allow me to fit in. And so right. trans yeah. activists went nuts on her saying that she's anti-trans and she's saying, no, I'm not anti-trans. I'm saying that I am talking about a very specific group of teenage girls that should not be given hormone blockers, but some of these activists want to just give them out like it's like they're candy. And so the Spotify people, and that's where I agree with you in that, you know, discussion is good and, and give people the rope to hang themselves and they will. And this woman didn't. I mean, she talked for three hours and laid down fact after fact after fact. And they got into Rogan's favorite uh, topic, which is, uh, a, you know, a six foot four, 250 pound dude shouldn't suddenly be able to call himself a woman and then jump in an MMA ring and beat up, you know. The South Park episode of that was amazing, by it the was way. Amazing, if you guys yes. haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. I mean, there were, I saw a meme and, and I know it's a meme, but it had the, it had the person's name. It was a dude, they said he finished 122nd uh, worldwide as a track distance runner and then transitioned and then started finishing first as a woman. It's like, okay, that kind of shit is kind of absurd. I don't know what the answers are, but I, I know that you can question. I know you can talk about it. And that's what these Spotify people seem to be upset about is even questioning or talking about or having discussions about anything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I... I sort of view giving your trans kid hormones like circumcisions, right? And those people really came after us hard. Um, if it's your fucking kid, do what you want. But, like, I, y you know, if it's my kid, don't fucking tell me what to do with it. That's, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And it's also, like, it's one of those things where me really having a hard opinion about that, like... Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to fucking give a, a 12-year-old stuff that's going to mess with puberty, but, like, I don't know enough about the topic to where, like, me weighing in, A, is going to make a difference in anything. Yeah, and that's B a good point, too. Be, and B is going to be fucking really that informed at all, man. I'm not I'm not a fucking trans 12-year-old. I'm not a trans 37-year-old. I'm not a trans anything. I, you know, I've got... Trans friends and shit through college, but like I, I other than that, I don't fucking know anything about this. Yeah, you know, do I? I so it's it's one of those things to where it's like I'm. It's not. It's not worth me really looking up at all until I have a kid that's twelve and going. I want to fucking do this. You, you, you know, then. Then it's, then, uh, like, yeah, then it's my problem. Unless that very unlikely scenario happens. Y you know, it's sort of like, I, I don't know, what's your opinion on the best way to deal with a 12-year-old with lupus? Don't know. Yeah. If it ever comes up, if one of my fucking kids has lupus, I'm going to start Googling some shit. Until then... I'm not going to fucking, it's not going to be my hill to die on, certainly. Well, and that's why my position, and I hope I made that clear, is not, um, yeah, this is the way it should be, and the the activists are wrong, and this right, woman's right, 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 or right. this woman's wrong, and the activists are right. It's allow for the discussion. 
I mean, sure, it, because it seems like the kind of thing where there's going to be a lot of nuance, right? Like, yeah, I I saw um, some documentary on this man. I don't even remember where the fuck it was oh, wait, at. Wait, but let, let me just quite say because yeah. I just popped into my head. And when I say for the discussion, she's not on there. Like, I wouldn't say like, okay, allow for the discussion. Have David Duke on and allow him to say why black people are inferior. Sure, there's sure. a difference between saying I'm studying this. We should have a discussion about it and. I, I and outright racism, outright homophobia, or you know, there are right. not two sides of every story, but most of life is fluid and gray and worth talking about. That's my position. Is there there are discussions to be had? Sorry to interrupt. Go, go right, on right. Yeah, I mean, I, you saw. I did see a documentary where it was it was about trans kids, man, and 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 there was there was kids on this documentary where I mean, and and these parents were not these like. Portland people with ear gauges going, yeah, look how woke my baby is. Right, Fucking right. ain't right. I'm getting them the operation at seven. Like it, it wasn't. I mean, these were so, sort of blue collar, Midwesty, you, you know, like southern, like just sort of fucking, you, you know, just sort of. I, I I don't know, purple state, I guess, like like just sort of regular working class people, and they were like, yeah, man, my kid. Since he quote could fucking walk, has always wanted to wear dresses and shit. I mean, since since yeah, since Joey was a toddler, and now exactly. that Joey's becoming eleven, and and you know they they had people on there going, listen, if, if if you do transition earlier, they can transition better. They're less likely to fucking kill themselves and shit. You, you, you know what I mean? Like and and so it's like they're. they're I'm not saying there's not certain cases where it makes sense to fucking get. I but. It's certainly a case-by-case case thing. You know, it's certainly a, as we used to say in the Army, the situation dictates. And I guess as a as a parent, you just got to be one of those people who's like, look, look, is is this a phase or is it not? I'm not saying you can't go to professionals that can help you with that. But well, maybe I... that professional shouldn't be so sold on one. Like, you don't want to go to... Um, uh, ear-gauged Portland lady who thinks the whole world is trans, and you don't want to go to somebody in the Westboro Baptist Church. Amy like, you kind of want to fucking... Yeah, like, it, that's where it gets a little tricky, is, is well, it can't be somebody who's so ide ideologically driven about this issue. you got to fucking know what's best for you and what's best for your kid. I guess you just got to fucking pay attention as a parent, which, admittedly, I'm an alcoholic, and I'm not going to do it with my kids, so hopefully this <laughs> fucking doesn't come up. I'm going to flip a coin if this happens. Well, I, th and I think that was, and I'm trying not to put words in her mouth, but I think that was her point, is, is yes, kids know from a very early age what they are, and her study was in 12-year-olds that suddenly switched overnight when they discovered. You know? sure. um, I, I told you about this a long time ago. I remember telling you about this. I don't remember... Um, the the book I read my kids because uh, it's called I Am Jazz. It's about a tra transgender child. Um, I remember telling you that my daughter just picked out this book. She said, I want to get this book from the library. And it was because she was wearing a mermaid outfit on the cover. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And we're reading, this was my daughter was maybe three or four years old. And I'm reading her this book, turning the page. This going, book is telling my kids she can turn into a fish. This is the <laughs> devil's work. Ban well, this book. I remember thinking oh, I could do... Oh, mermaids are cute. It's a slippery slope. 
it leads to made murders. I'm talking fish half on the top, woman half on the bottom. I fucked <laughs> one of them in college. It was the weirdest night of my life. <laughs> that's how they sound when they come. See, that's a good take on it because what I remember telling you, I remember reading it is the first couple pages are, you know, normal like, hi, my name is Jazz. I like the color blue. I like, uh, you know, uh, dancing. I like pop music. Uh, but I'm not like other girls. And then you turn the page and it's like, I was born in the wrong body. And you're like, you know, record scratch, what? And I just started laughing. My daughter's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because this took a turn I didn't expect. And then we read the book and I explained to her, yes, that is real. Some people are born in the wrong body and there's nothing wrong with it. And But that's what I think real transgender is, is someone that knows from birth that, hey, something's wrong. And, and or something's different or I am not like other people. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you. It's it's different with every person. There should be no one on either side saying this is the absolute. And I think that's the problem we have is there are people on both sides saying this is the way it is. There is no straying from the path. And that's sad for everybody that needs real help, you know, no matter who they are. Yeah, I mean, basically... I'm just, if I have a kid that comes to me and says I'm trans, I'm going to introduce them to Joe Rogan and be like, Joe, what do you think? I mean, should I give them the pills? Should Decide I not give them the me. pills? What surgery should I get, Joe? Yeah. All right, kids, I think we're going to call it there. Um, Jake uh, and I did a virtual comedy show last night. It was hinted that there would be a New Year's Eve show. So if we yeah. get information on that and it happens, we will invite you to it. But for now... Dude, the night before last night, wait, I gotta tell you this. The night yeah. before last night, I did a backyard show, and my, the end of my set, as I was in my closer, got interrupted by the fire department. Uh, a fucking fight like a dude he was in a full firefighter rig. I'm talking, I'm talking the suit, the you guys gear, everything. Yeah, dude, they had a fire pit, and in the middle of my closer, I hear, Fire department. I turn around. There's a no shit firefighter with a flashlight going. You got to put the coals out. I'm coming around. And yeah, it was. I never thought I'd get heckled by the fire department. Do you even say to like, could you wait till I'm done? You couldn't. You couldn't hear me building up to my crescendo and punchline. Come um, on, dude. He walked away. I turned around awkwardly to sign, and then I turned around and asked him. So how long have you been a firefighter? Like I was going to do crowd work with him right. or something. And then, but then I was like, we got to get our host back over because like the host lived there and, uh, y you know, it was one of the things, shout out to Malachi. He's going to be on my other podcast today, but I, y you know, I was like, dude, he may be ending this fucking show. Like, I don't know what the fuck happens when the fire department gets called. I don't know if you get fined. I don't know if cops are coming. Like we may have to fucking run. Because, you know, you know what it is? is I'm, I'm so used to... And they were cool about it. They came around just to make sure the coals were out. And right. Like, he, it was like, we pour water on it. He's like, ah, oh, there's still some there. And he started pouring beer. And the, the firefighter was like, no, it's a power, party foul. What are you doing? You know? And it was like, they were fun. And they were like, hey, just a heads up, we did get a noise complaint, too. We don't deal with that, but there may be cops coming. You, you know what I mean? Like, and they were they were super cool about it, but... I, I guess I'm just used to Iowa City where there's not a whole, like, shit ton of actual crime. And so the cops kind of use any fucking noise complaint or whatever as an excuse to be like, who's got weed in their pocket? 
Who's fucking, you, you know, who's... Right, right, right. Who's driving and is a little bit over .08. Like, we're going to fucking uh, use this as an excuse to arrest people for small crimes and get a little bit of funding for the city. And and so I was just sort of like, oh, we're we're gonna get fucked with hard right now. And but but we did. He kept the show going. <laughs> like, the there was still two more comics. Yeah, yeah. He fucking he kept the show going. Well, it's funny that you say that because I just while you were talking, uh, Googled. I have a video from 13 years ago when the South Bend, Indiana Funny Bone was still open. There were so many people one night, and I just happened to be filming my set. Uh, there were so many people. It was a sold-out show, and they, every single person was smoking. Every single... So nice. many people were smoking that it set off the fire alarm during my set. Oh, shit. I'm just talking, and all of a sudden, the entire <laughs> building fire alarm was going... And so I pause. I'm like, okay. And then from the sound booth, the, the manager of the club came over and said, I'm sorry, Nathan, uh... Law dictates that we have to evacuate the club when the fire alarm goes off because it goes directly to the fire department because this is a business. Like, a, a house fire alarm goes off. Normally, I think people exaggerate about the dangers of secondhand smoke, but when there's enough secondhand smoke that you need a fucking fire hose, right, the fire that's not good for the lungs. Yeah. No, but so I have the... And, and, and I have to admit, this is me patting myself on the back. Uh, after she says that, I point out the exits. I say, okay, there are two exits where you came in. There are two exits on the side. And I sort of went, and I will be selling my CD in the parking lot. And I, <laughs> I was just kind of proud of myself for getting a quick plug in, even though I'd only done like five minutes on stage. I'm like, all right, as you're in the parking lot, come buy my CD. <laughs> right. Get yeah. Yeah. In. What do you get? Honestly, I, I didn't want to fucking, like, rip it up because I was like, oh, we got to get the host back up here because I, yeah. I don't even know if, like, if we may have to fucking literally run up. from the cops right now because most people probably got weed on them, you, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right. Visit jakevevra.com. Visit nathantimmel.com. If you listened to this just now and you enjoyed it, give us a nice rating or review wherever you listen to it from, whatever platform you're on. Just hit a thumbs up or five stars. And... Tell your friends about us. Share it on social media. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Later.